welcome back. You're listening to Money Talks. I'm your host, Nick Antonucci, joined by Jennifer Thomas and Dan Deluzio. All right, guys, let's shift gears here, and we're going to dig into a financial situation um, that we've put together between a, a, a couple and kind of give some guidance on 2018 year-end tax planning. I know, Dan, you've pretty much put a tax plan together for them, yeah. um, so I'll just kind of quickly go through the basics of it. Mm-hmm. Danielle and Claus have an adjusted gross income of $275,000. The Georgia State tax bill around $16,000 and a mortgage interest deduction of $14,000. They have a property tax of $8,010 in Fulton County. Their house value is around $700,000 and they carry a mortgage of $375,000. In 2017, they paid an additional $5,000 in AMT. And in 2018, they will have $4,000 in child tax credits. All right. So what, what, what can, can we they do? do? Well, Essentially, you know, we've put this together, this case study, so to speak, because we really want you to just be aware of what's out there for 2018. And this is now the time you've got about a month, if you haven't done anything, to start planning. And so the overarching thing here is that we just want you to be aware of what's out there, okay? So I've put together a tax plan for these people saying uh, what their tax liability would have been last year versus what it is this year. And, and based on that type of adjusted gross income and those deductions, they would have had a federal tax liability of about $53,000 last year. Now, under the new tax law, it goes down to about forty-five. Wow. So that's, that's a, a nice savings. Yeah, nice so savings. that's a nice savings to a family. Now, for that, be aware, for that $9,000 savings is because of the child tax credit. Okay. Because these people have two children under the age 17. So they and they're, 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 they are their dependents. Uh, so they would norm, they have social security numbers. They're U.S. children, U.S. citizens. So a lot of those things you have to qualify for this new tax children tax credit or child tax credit. But if you do, uh, it's really good. And your income ha- can't be has to be below a certain level. Once it reaches about four hundred thousand dollars for a married couple, that starts phasing out. You don't okay. get that child credit anymore. Okay. And once it reaches four forty, it's completely phased out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So because of that. There, to the four, to some four again of that $9,000 savings is going to be because of the child care credit or child tax credit, uh, which is really pretty good. Now, the other thing to consider is what were their deductions? We talked about that they had mortgage interest, I believe, of about, uh, what was it? Uh, $14,000. $14,000, right. okay. All right. The mortgage rules now are, and I suspect that they've had their home for a while because uh, – you know, they've got they a seven hundred thousand dollar home, they've got a three hundred and seventy five thousand dollar home. Right. Okay. If you were and under the old tax laws, you can deduct mortgage interest on up to one point one million dollars on a mortgage to interest on it, okay? Uh, as of this year, actually sometime it was like December fifteenth or twentieth of last year, when this new tax bill came into being, they dropped that. So you can now have you can now deduct mortgage interest on a mortgage of up to seven hundred and fifty thousand. Okay. So just as an example, if you had a million-dollar mortgage, and and let me just say, let me go back a second. That's mortgages that started after that date. So if you're under the old, if your mortgage is a 2017 mortgage or 2016, you're under the old law yet. Okay. okay? So let's say you just bought a house in 18, and it's a you have a million-dollar mortgage. Well, you're only going to be able to deduct, you know, seven up to 750 or 75 percent of that mortgage interest. So that's essentially how it works. Okay. Okay. Now. 
if you've got a million dollar mortgage, I'm sure you've got income to accommodate it. So it can't be it's probably the least can't be concerns. too bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So getting back to that, so they're going to probably be able to take all of their mortgage interests, okay, uh, on their property taxes, which is about eight thousand dollars, and on their Georgia state tax bill, which is sixteen, that adds up to about twenty-four. Now the new tax law also says that you are limited to ten thousand dollars overall for all state. It's called SALT, state and local taxes, and that includes state income taxes, local income taxes. If you're in a city or a state that has those, uh, personal property taxes, the old ad valorem taxes. Some people still pay those, uh, and also then your uh, your real estate taxes. Okay? Now was this previously what what was the limit on that? There wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. There wasn't. Okay. Yeah. So now, so it's a, that's a huge change, and and it's really hurting people in a lot of the high higher uh, uh, state tax states and things like that, and, and higher real estate tax states. They're all up in arms and not too happy with this particular little provision. Sure. But for this particular case, there instead of the the sixteen and the eight, they're going to only be limited to ten there. So they'll get the ten there, and they'll get the fourteen. That gives them. And we didn't talk about contributions, but that gives them right at 24. Well, ironically, 24 is the standard deduction for a married couple. So, uh, and it's important uh, in Georgia now because the standard deduction in Georgia is different than the standard deduction for the federal. And if you take standard deduction on the federal, you must take the standard deduction in Georgia. Okay, and it's a lot lower. So if this couple, and this is one of my suggestions, just give fifty dollars to your church, it'll get you over the twenty-four thousand. They'll be at twenty-four fifty, which then puts them under itemized deductions for the federal and allows them to take the whole twenty-four fifty as an itemized deduction for the state. Ah. Prior to this, their state itemized deduction would only be about six thousand dollars. Well, that's why it's so important for people to plan because because if you don't look at it and know and you get to the end of the year and you're you're doing your tax return Mm -hmm. in February for April, yes, you're You're, it's too late. Yeah, which I think is very common too. All the time, oh yeah, absolutely. Ninety probably ninety five percent of people do their tax return in February for last year Mm -hmm. and and really didn't think about what they could have done in in November, October, December to plan for the current year. Yeah, it's we've got time yet. Look at your tax return now. Yeah, and and, and, you know I've kind of learned this over the years working with you guys and Mm -hmm. like talking to John Dixon is. You guys know the tax code so well. There's so many important decisions you can make that affect your situation that, you know, you may say, oh, I don't want to go pay to see someone to get advice on this, but mm-hmm. it could pay for itself oh, very easily. More than pay for it. Yeah. So. Another mm-hmm. thing, this particular couple last year in 2017, they would have been under the alternative minimum tax, as they mentioned. They had about a $5,000 in alternative minimum tax. This year, because of the new tax laws, uh, and one of the things that created alternative minimum tax was high income taxes and high real estate taxes. But because you're limited on that this year to $10,000, it's knocking most people out of the alternative minimum tax category. Well, this particular couple would not have alternative minimum taxes in 2018. Okay, and that's another thing that people need to consider. And I would say try to do a tax plan before the end of the year. See where you're at. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then we'll get in in our next segment because we're – really running out of time for this particular one, but we'll get into what we can do yet this year, okay? But uh, also, you know, one of the other new things this year is uh, is just being aware of your state implications. And uh, you, you still, you know, you can, you, like I said, if you take one, if you itemize for feds, you must itemize for state. 
okay, and vice versa. Sure. If you take standard deductions for Fed, you must take a standard deduction for the state. So go back and look and see where you stand right now. If you're a married couple, make sure you've got over $24,000 in itemized deductions. Okay, and if it's just a matter of giving fifty bucks more to your church to get you, yeah, over. well, there's a lot of things that could get you to that. Yeah. you know, you just Absolutely. need to figure out what's going to be the best for you and right. and, and the things most you don't think about. Most people at some point have done some sort of charitable giving throughout the year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, don't let that slip through your mind because that could be the difference maker. Right, and there is, uh, and this year, you know, we'll, and we'll get into it some more a little in a few minutes, but uh, like medical expenses are, are one thing. This year, the limit is seven and a half percent of your adjusted gross income. Well, in 2019, that jumps up to 10 percent. So if you've got medical expenses or you can prepay them, and if it's going to make be a deduction for you this year, by all means, accelerate that and get it yeah, into absolutely. 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay, because the threshold is lower. And off the air, we were talking about what are some things that you can still do in 2018, you know, as we approach the end of the year, um, that will benefit you? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there are a number of things we can all look at. Uh, number one, we need, again, we talked about with this particular couple, the standard deduction now being increased to 24000 right. Okay. Now, be aware also in this new tax law, we've also lost personal exemptions, so they no longer exist. So if you've got three or four children now, and the husband and the wife, instead of getting, you know, about a $20,000 deduction, that's gone, okay? So now the only thing you're left with as a husband and wife is the $24,000, and maybe the child care, child tax credit, right. considering where, what the age of the children and your income bracket. So that's just one more thing I want to mention on that. Uh, but we also want to always consider opportunities to maybe defer income to the next year if we can do that okay uh i mean maybe if you're getting a bonus or something like that or uh you can maybe ask them if they'll pay it in the next paycheck in the first of the year uh or if they're uh you know if you've got rents coming from a business or something like that tell them to defer it till next month sure. or payments for services things like that so uh if you can postpone income that's always a good thing and of course then the other opposite of that is accelerate deductions Again, we just talked about medical deductions, the threshold falling from or going from 7.5% this year up to 10% of your adjusted growth income next year. So that tells me if I've got medical expenses, they're going to be more deductible this year than they will next. So try to accelerate those into this year year. if you can. Okay? You've got a number of factors also going. Uh, If you look at your withholdings where you are year to date, this is going to be critical this year because – the new withholding tables really didn't come out until near the end of February. We were under the old withholding tables for the first second, first and second month, then under the new ones for about the last 10. And I think it's got a lot of people confused. And just make sure your income and your withholdings, you know, everybody's thinking, well, I'm going to get a huge tax deduction or, in, or a refund based on the fact that I had X dollars withheld last year. Well, the tables were all lowered this year to, so you could get immediate tax benefit. Okay, so don't shortchange yourself and think that I'm still going to get the same refund on the same income last year, okay, or a better one because the tax rates have gone down because they've also t- the, low, the withholding tables have gone down. So check your withholdings before the end of the year. Make sure you've got enough paid in, and if not, try to get that you know covered before the end of the year or, or make an estimated payment. Sure. On, on the topic of paychecks, what about like retirement contributions, taking your RMDs, things That's like that? That's another great idea is that maximize retirement savings if you can. If you've got an employer 401k and you haven't tried, you haven't maximized it or, or as much as you can put into it, afford to put into it, by all means do that. That comes right off the top of your W-2. 
of your income that you get taxed on, okay? And if, and if you can't do that, you don't have a 401k, well, you've got an IRA you can do. Start an IRA if you don't have one. You have until April the 15th to make that IRA contribution. So it doesn't have to be done before the end of the year. So that's a great thing to do. Yeah, absolutely. Okay? Uh, and then again, on the flip side of that, if you're at the point in life where you've retired, and be sure you've taken your required minimum distributions, okay? Because if you're age 70 and a half, you are now required to start taking money out of your retirement plans, except for your Roth plans. And if okay. you don't, what's the penalty on? If you don't, if you don't take it, the penalty is 50% of what you were wow. required. Wow, 50% yes. of your mm-hmm. So that is onerous. So you know that could be it huge. Is. Absolutely. So by all means, be aware of that if you're 70 and a half, start taking your required minimum distributions. Uh, what else do we got? We've got a, a bunch of funds on investment decisions. Look at see what's been done this year in your portfolio. Yeah, if you if you have gains, you know, I mean, the market we were talking about, the market's been up, up, up for so many, like the last 10 years. Now, you, we've had a pullback, so you may have some recent positions that you've purchased that are now at a loss. And if you can take a loss and offset some of those gains, now's the time to look at that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Think about things like a- Apple. Right. You know, most mm-hmm. people, have, if you've owned Apple for any amount of time, you have a pretty substantial gain in it. It's gone up, up, up. Well, the stock's pulled back 20%. So this may, if you're looking to take some chips off the table, mm-hmm. um, obviously, ideally, it would have been when it was at the high. But now you can, if, if for whatever reason, you've It'll lessened your gain. Yeah, exactly. Save you some tax dollars. And it doesn't mean that you don't have to, that you're giving up that position forever. No. You know, what you do is you sell it at a loss. You wait 31 days, and you can purchase it back. Exactly. So that way you can, um, you know, repurchase the stock and still own it. It doesn't mean that you have right. to get rid of it. Right. And to do that, typically what we do with our clients is let's say we sell sell out of Apple. We'll place you in an index fund Mm -hmm. for uh, a sector fund for that given sector. So Apple technology. And what that allows you to do is participate in the upside, hopefully, of that sector and the Mm -hmm. performance of that sector um, while not staying invested, you know, 100 percent in that same security because you obviously can't do that. Um, So it's a a great time of year to, to look at these sorts of decisions. Um, realize the, the losses that you can to, set, to offset some of those gains, and also a great time to rebalance your portfolio. I feel like we, you know, we talk about this frequently, but what better time than end of the year, beginning of the new year, to kind of evaluate your portfolio? Am I in line with you know, where I stated I wanted to be, or has my portfolio, you know, maybe I started at a 60-40 stock-to-bond uh, allocation, that maybe I'm closer to 70-30 now. Um, end of year is a great time to kind of evaluate those sorts of investment decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, one other thing we talk about, speaking of capital gains, if you do end up with capital gains, that's one of the components of what they call net investment income, mm-hmm. capital gains, interest, dividends, and a few other things. Well, that has an extra 3.8% tax on it mm-hmm. if, when you get above certain income thresholds. So if you ha- can harvest, as you guys call it, harvesting your losses uh-huh. and offsetting that, you're going to save another 3.8% on that on yeah. top of it. So it's it's critical that you think about that at the end of the year. Uh, also, consider converting your traditional IRA to to a Roth IRA if you can afford it and you're in a position to do that. Uh, you know, one of the, the beautiful thing about that is, you know, again, on Roths, you never pay tax once you've paid because you don't get a deduction for putting it in. So right. it's, it's after tax dollars. And if you roll it from a regular IRA to a Roth, you're going to pay tax then on whatever you take out of the regular IRA. But once it's in your in your Roth, you never pay tax again. On, right. So on that can grow tax and free. Can, and then when you draw from it. Absolutely. When you hit 59 and a half, you start taking out and you own the, the uh, Roth IRA at least five years, there's no tax on whatever you take out. 
mm-hmm. it's a beautiful vehicle to pass on for it for inheritance yes. as well. Mm-hmm. So well, I think those are all some really good end of uh, end of year tax tips and investment tips as whole. Is there anything else you want to add? And for we no, also considering if, if people got health savings accounts, look into those FSA plans. Yeah. Make sure you've maximized on all those things because those are all very helpful. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you, Dan. And don't forget donating to your charities. That always that always helps everybody. Yes. And, and bottom line here is, if your financial situation is complicated, um, it's worth you know reaching out and, and talking to a tax professional um, to hopefully save yourself money in, in the long term. So. Dan, thank you for that. We're going to take a quick break and come back and list and answer some more of our listener questions. You listen to Money Talks. All material presented is compiled from sources believed to be reliable and current, but accuracy cannot be guaranteed. The contents are intended for general information purposes only. Information provided should not be the sole basis in making any decisions and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified professional, such as a tax consultant, insurance advisor, or attorney. Although this material is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information with respect to the subject matter, it may not apply in all situations. This is not to be construed as an offer to buy or sell any financial instruments. It is not our intention to state, indicate, or imply in any manner that current or past results are indicative of future profitability or expectations. Portfolio holdings discussed are subject to change. There is no guarantee that in the future these securities will be held in Hensler accounts. As with all investments, there are associated inherent risks. Please obtain and review all financial material carefully before investing. Hensler is not licensed to offer or sell insurance products. This overview is not to be construed as an offer to purchase any insurance products.